Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to the midweek edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob Getty with you from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. And Kelly Sanders stumbled in the uh, building over in Laurel. And against our better judgment, we let him in the First Bank Studio in Laurel. So Kelly will be with us uh, throughout the entire show from our studio there. Uh, and beautiful downtown Laurel. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of our show, good friends of ours, and people we're proud to support every day. You can enjoy their delicious food seven days a week, and it's always fresh. It's always good. You can enjoy it in the dining room, through the drive through or take home, whichever you choose. Just be sure you choose Dickie's. And don't forget, uh, Dickie's does great catering for any event that you may have. Uh, coach Mohamed Elzir is going to join us later in the show. He is, of course, the uh, women's soccer coach at Southern Miss. But we're going to start off today talking a little hoops, and uh, we're delighted to have head basketball coach Jay Ladner back on the Eagle Hour. Coach, uh, thanks to you, and thanks for making all your assistance available to us. Uh, we really look forward to our conversations every week. Bob, I appreciate y'all having me on. We are we're appreciative of the coverage and. Uh, your show revolves around our favorite subject, which is Southern Miss and Southern Miss Athletics. So we, we're always honored to be be on your show. So I appreciate y'all. No, it's our pleasure, Coach. Well, Coach, I'm going to you know, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you now. I, I, I'm guessing you're not a real happy camper right now. And I'm, I, <laughs> I understand you uh, indicated earlier this week that just about every position is open on your basketball team. Share your thoughts with us right now about how your team's playing. Well, you know, it, it's not that we're playing that, that badly, but – you know, Bob, let's, we're not excuse makers. I, I was raised not to make excuses. Uh, my my dad was a old school coach himself, and you just never made excuses. I don't care if I went back to Dixie Youth Baseball downtown Hattiesburg or uh, when we were playing out at Oak Grove. We just you just learn never to make excuses. We're not excuse makers. I, I, I don't we don't make them make them for the program. I always like to quote. In fact, I quoted to our players earlier today, Dr. George Washington Carver, who said in the early part of the 1900s said, you know, 99% of people that are failures in the, in the world have a habit of making excuses. So we, we don't make excuses. Here's the bottom line in our business is winning and losing. And, and, and we're going to, we've lost six in a row. Of course, uh, a number of those have come down to the last minute or less than a minute uh, that we haven't been able to finish. So we, I, I, of course, we're trying to figure out, or this particular team trying to figure out how, how to win basketball games. And it starts and ends with me. And, uh, so any, anything else would sound like an excuse, although uh, I will like to, to mention a few things. A couple of our guys, uh, I've had a lot, number of questions. You know, Coach, what's wrong with Ladavius Drain? There's not a lot wrong with Ladavius as far as his effort and so forth. He's done incredibly well, but he, he's playing with a, 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 a severely injured foot, and um, he but never has one time says, Coach, I can't go, and he just fights through it. Of course, he's not the most mobile player anyway, and uh, but I want our public to know that in his defense uh, that that he's he's really really fought that and has hurt his productivity. 
um, uh, especially over the last three or four weeks. And then Tyler Stevenson not only is playing, although he continues just like uh, Ladavius gutted out, he's playing on two sprained ankles, one one pretty severely. Um, but anyway, with that being said, we've, we've got to find a way to win games and playing people close. The old hand grenades and horseshoes deal, you know, doesn't get it in our business. That's the bottom line. And um, But I am proud of our team. I will tell you that. I'm proud of the way that they they fought and battled uh, and then continue to. They had a great practice this morning um, and, and look forward to trying to get back on the right track. We're fighting for our life for this season. One of the goals we had is, of course, uh, an inexperienced basketball team at the Division One level as we had headed as we had laid our goals out heading into this season was to qualify for the conference tournament. As we know, not all the teams get to go to the conference tournament. And uh, that's that's what we're fighting for right here. So we've got to finish strong to give us a chance to get into that conference tournament, which, of course, our, our major goal, of course, was to win that tournament, put three or four good games together on a night. But anyway, that's kind of where we stand. And, and it's not that I'm not proud of my team. I'm just not – we're not – we don't like losing. I don't like losing personally. Our team doesn't like losing. Our coaches don't like losing. And uh, we're we're doing everything that we can to, to, to try to get us over the hump. We're close. We're knocking on the door, but that's not quite good enough. Coach, I see uh, in watching the games, it seems like a lot of times the team comes out and starts slow, finds themselves in a big hole. Yes. Fights their that's way it. back and gets right to the edge and then and just can't get over the hump. You're making a great point. That's – that's obviously, Bob, you're really stating the obvious uh, for, for us, too. And, and, and we've got an issue. I can't really put my hand on it. Um, uh, you know, the way that we've started games, for instance, uh, Saturday's game. Uh, but but I, mean, I could go back, not just games, but halves. We're slow starting. And I'm not so sure that we don't need a uh, maybe a change of lineups and, and use an example that Bob, you and I can understand John Havlicek. I don't know if when I mentioned that earlier to our players, if they knew <laughs> John Havlicek was, uh. but you know, he, he's an all, uh, of course, a hall of famer and all pro, but he just wasn't comfortable coming off the, I mean, starting, he, he needed to come let watch the game and kind of get into that mental flow a little bit before he, he came off. But I've tried, we've tried Newt Rockney speeches before game. We've tried, Tearing into them, we've tried patting them on the tail. We've tried not not making a big deal of it either way. Nothing really has worked. We've been very slow, so I'm not so sure our personnel doesn't doesn't need us. Uh, 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 you know, maybe maybe it's it's a different personnel grouping, and we open things up this week. But uh, we we have started slow. Like like again, go back to Saturday's game. You know, we're down uh, 17 to five or whatever right out of the gate, and then. I don't want to say dominate the game that the remaining 34 minutes, but but you know we we of course played pretty well the, the remaining 34, but you got to play 40. Uh, 34 is not good enough. And uh, anyway, but yeah, we that's something that has to be addressed. I, again, I'm uh, struggling to find out or decide what the problem is. Uh, it may come back where we 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 still go with our same starting lineup, but of, of course we may everything's on the table. I'll just say that we've even looked at our. The way we're warming up, uh, you know, uh, the, the type of warm-up drills we're using, how long we're warming up. We're warming up too long, um, where we're losing a little bit of that edge. And, again, it's hard to fight, especially uh, as evenly matched as a lot of the games that we're playing. Uh, it's hard to fight from behind when you spot somebody 10 or 12 or 14-point lead early, I mean right out of the gate, and have to fight, fight from behind all night. Right. Kelly, get in here. 
Coach Ladner, good to talk to you. I, when when hey, your Taylor. team does turn that, when your team does turn the light on, what do they start doing that they're not doing at the beginning Defend, of the game? They, de- defending. They, they, you know, defense triggers offense, and and uh, uh, again, it, it. And this was another, just another example. We've shown them time after time in film and so forth. When we, after, again, just using our last game, but it's been a, really a problem with, with a lot of the games. Um, uh, we're down 17-5. to five. Uh, uh, Of course, we go past the first media timeout at 16. We, we're staying with our starting lineup, so we get down to the 14-and-a-half uh, 14 or so minute mark. Well, finally, it just continued. And, and again, I didn't think we were, we were quick to the ball. I didn't think we were aggressive enough on the ball. Uh, our closeouts weren't 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 tight enough, good enough, quick enough, and so I just we 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 mass substituted without with uh, with the exception of Tyler Stevenson, and of course when the second group came in, immediately picked it up, uh, began deflecting balls, ball pressure, uh, uh, disrupting the other team's offense with with the, the way that they were playing, the type of energy that they were playing with. And then to, to our starting group's credit, when they rotated back in, uh, which our second group gave us a great lift, when they rotated back in, they began to play at a much higher level. So it, it's a problem. There's no other way to put it. Like I said, no, we're not excuse makers. It's, a, it's an issue uh, in, that we're trying to address. But we've got to do a better job. And I, we've gone a long time with the same starting lineup. So it may be maybe some guys have gotten content. or I don't know what it is. I, again, we, we're trying a lot. Everything's on the table. But I, I think directly influenced our, our our defense, Kelly, is is the issue. And then once we begin to guard, it's amazing how much better our offense is on the other one. We begin to get fast break baskets. We begin to execute better. And then, and again, Saturday was a great, another great example of it. All right, let me interrupt, Kelly. We only got about thirty seconds. And uh, coach, can you hang on to a short? We got a short three minute break, and. Uh, Got a couple more questions. Is that good? Uh, of course, Bob. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. We, we've only got about 15 seconds, so I didn't want to get started uh, down the road of another question. I'll ask you this real quickly. You can answer this in uh, 10 seconds. Does Havlicek have any eligibility left that maybe we could call on him? <laughs> if, if he does, please post my number, call y'all's website, uh, whatever it needs to be. I would love to get in touch with him. Even Hey, I even, I even asked Spoon the other day. I said, Spoon, is there any chance you didn't use all of your eligibility here? We could get you back just for a quarter of the season. I'm being, I'm being, Spoon died laughing, of course, we were, we, but it, I, I, we're, we're searching, that's for sure. All right, we're talking well, to a spoon. A spoon. Yeah, we're Spoon ta- died laughing, and I think Havlicek just plain died, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we're talking to head basketball coach Jay Ladner. We're going to continue our conversation with Coach on the other side of the break. Very short. Be back in three minutes. The Eagle Hour rolls along. We're talking basketball today. Stay with us. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Bob and Kelly with you today. We're in the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're talking to head basketball coach Jay Ladner. Second segment of our show every day is sponsored by Kathleen and her great group down at the 
at Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, right across from the campus. Great selection of Southern Miss Apparel, including basketball stuff. Lots of cool basketball stuff down there right now. You can shop them six days a week, or you can go online to campusbookmart.net. As I said, uh, Coach Ladner continues his conversation. Coach, you said something earlier. We're going to get Kelly involved in this segment, but you said something that caught my ear. You said the team has to learn how to win. And earlier this week before the Super Bowl, I heard someone talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks, and they said that they were have been a very talented team for the last few years, but they had to learn how to win. And they had done that this year uh, with their new quarterback. From a coach's perspective, uh, how do teams learn how to win? Well, it, there, there's a lot to it. You know, first of all, Bob, you know, winning – the the process of winning is about developing winning habits and winning's a habit, but unfortunately so is losing. And, and what we have to do is we have to, we have to set a standard and we have to, we have to have the right type of habits. And and it's not just a, a, a a daily process. It's a weekly, it's a monthly, it's a yearly process. And, 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 and just like you guys, and, and not, blow and smoke up your tails, but y'all have a very successful program. There, there's a certain standard and way y'all do things. That's why you're successful at it. And, and it's no different in basketball or, or, or business or anything else. It's all the same way. And, and that's, that's the, of course, you have to have talented enough players. You have to have a, a, a skillful coaching staff. And, and then you have to have everybody working on the same page and giving it their all every day to – to, it, there, the margin for error uh, is so so low, and again, of course, we've lost, you know, a, a number a number of close games to the point where you start looking back and go, "Gosh, you know, this game and this game and this game," and start adding up, and it drives you crazy. But we're in that process of trying to learn how to win. Uh, of all the the different stops I've been, it's it's been the same thing. There's a process. You start that process, and you you go to work every day to to to, to get them to that point where now now they're believing that they can compete against the best teams in the league because we've done it. The next step is we've got to start winning those games. And it takes some courage sometimes to step through that threshold and, and begin to win. You've got to go make a play. You've got to have a, a player with, with some, uh, of course, talented enough, but, again, the courage to go maybe get a defensive stop, a big rebound, or make a big basket. That's another thing. We've had a, we've had a number of opportunities uh Late in games, we're right there. We just, you know, haven't been able to quite make that key basket, or maybe we don't get that key defensive stop. So it, it's a process. It's a, it's a mentality. Uh, it's an approach, um, uh, and it's the way you. The main thing is the way you go about your business and you do things every day. The way you approach practice. Uh, uh, that uh, we have a very young to Division One team, um, and and they've learned and learned. We needed we, this team because of our youth needed all the the opportunities to play in the non-conference that that we could have been afforded in a normal year, which normally that would be a, about 15 times, 13 non-conference games, a, a exhibition game and a, against another Division I team, or excuse me, an exhibition game against a non-Division I team and a scrimmage against a Division I team. Of course, that got cut in NCAA rules with the COVID season, got cut down to seven. That had a a little bit of an exponential. Not again. No way we're using that as excuse. But we're we're about where we would be if we'd had now if we'd had where we should have been. But if we'd had you know those other eight opportunities. Uh, of course, I think we would have began to be mature a little bit earlier. Of course, uh, Louisiana Tech 
uh, one of the top teams in our division. Uh, we, we, we take them to the wire the other day, tough break on a, a no call. Uh, uh, UAB's leading our division. Uh, you know, we, we, we got the basketball down to uh, uh, throw a ball out of bounds uh, on the, on the last, one of the last possessions there. Um, so we've proven that we can play. We just got to figure out a way to way to win. And, and you know, people talk about luck or officiating, and, and again, those things will, will come with as you work hard. And then, uh, and then once we begin to win, which we're, we're knocking on the door, once we begin to learn how to win, then it's going to be our job to maintain that. And if certainly we want to keep taking it step by step up the ladder. In which, of course, our goal and vision is to return Southern Miss to national. Right. National prominence, so that's kind of part of the that's kind of the part of that process. Kelly, all right, Coach Ladner, we knew going into this season that this was probably going to be the 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 deepest water you guys are going to swim in this current six games uh, stretch. Now, come with the yep. Mean Green coming into town, and we'll talk talk about them in just a second. But is there any aspect of your fundamental game that is of particularly great concern? to you right now as far as your team's well, execution? Well, I, I wouldn't say of, of great concern. I, I think there's not one area in that we're, we're, we, we, we can in any way feel like that we've arrived. Uh, uh, of course, I think, Kelly, that philosophically what has to carry you every night has got to be that good, solid, tough defense and rebounding the basketball. For the most part, we've been good there. And I tell you, an area that we have really improved in is offensively. We, we've gotten better as our, as our players have begun to know each other better and Feel more comfortable in the system. We've gotten better and better. For instance, at, at statistically at at uh, Rice Saturday, you know we we have 29 field goals. They have we hold them to 24 field goals. Usually that's about a 15 to 20 point win. Well, we we end up losing by a couple. And and you know well how does that happen? Did we, did we turn it over? No, we didn't. We didn't turn it over at a high rate. Actually, very average. Uh, our turnovers. We've done a good job of reducing those over the course of the year. We've done a good job of getting to the foul line. As compared to earlier in the year, we're shooting free throws at a good rate. But one area that we haven't shot the basketball well, and this was the difference in the game the other day, of their 24 field goals, 14 of them were threes. We only made three. There's your anomaly in the statistics, where whereas we were three of 17 from the three. So we kind of go back to Ladavius Drain. Uh, of course, Drain, one of my favorite players I've ever coached. He's, he's, of course, not getting a lot of looks based on other teams' Uh, defensive scouting report and and his lack of mobility as he's battling a foot injury. So anyway, those are uh, that that's an area that that uh, if I had to choose again, I feel like that we have to continue to prove all areas. But one area that we have to get better at is the, the the ability to shoot the three and knock them down. Yeah, We've and, actually and, got some good shooters. And I think if memory serves, we were over. 0 for 7 or 0 for 9, I think, in the first half in threes. Yes. But anyway, let's let's we, talk about the, the Mean Green now uh, coming in here. They were projected to be one of the top two finishers in the West, and it looks like if all things uh, continue to go, yep. they are going to be among the top two or three in the West. Give us the scouting report on the Mean Green now, although you very, have them very, at the greenhouse. Yes, uh, big series for us. Uh, you know, and I, and I, I want to tell, you know, gosh dang, I grew up, I'm, I'm from Hattiesburg and grew up in a Southern Miss. Uh, fan and 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 man, we got a tough fan base. <laughs> you know, uh, but man, don't don't give up on these guys yet. You know, my gosh, don't give up on them yet. They haven't given up, and and uh, and and, I, and I'm so thankful for all the support that we're getting and and, and people reaching out. I, and I, it kind of makes me think. I said, well, I'm kind of glad I'm not looking at social media because if they feel the need to reach out to me and say, keep hey, 
there. It must be getting getting ripped pretty good. But uh, that's okay. That's part of the process too. At least people care. I'll say that. Whatever whatever's happening on social media, and I don't look, but whatever it is, at least people care. But here here's the deal about uh, North Texas. They're an old team. They're well coached. Uh, they, they're the defending champion. They have the they have the reigning conference player of the year uh, uh, returning. Um, so they've got an outstanding team. They've got all. They've got the whole package. They're big. They're athletic. They all can score and play, and they have a great uh, knowledge and feel uh, for what they're trying to do. And Coach McCaslin has done a great job. Uh, so we've got our hands full this weekend. And it, you, you mentioned uh, uh, a, a tall order. You mentioned North Texas being defending champion or, 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 or one of the top teams in the league. Of course, they're coming off of a split with Louisiana Tech uh, this past weekend themselves. So. Um, you know, we've proven that we, we can go to Louisiana Tech, go to UAB, and, and take those guys a wire. Well, we need to, you know, of course, we, we need to do that and some this weekend if we're going to have a chance to beat beat North Texas either one of these games. But it, it's critical to our season that, that we're successful. And I understand, I understand the whole win-loss thing, and I also understand the whole social media thing. But I've told people, and I've said it right here on this show, all any fan can ever expect is that their team goes out and competes. And look, your, your team stubbed its toe this past weekend in the first game you know, against Rice. But Absolutely. the second game, they battled back. Defense got you back into the game. And all I want to know is that my team is competing. And, I can, and I'm not saying this to be patronizing, Jay, but your team competes. They play hard, and that's all I ever want as a fan, for what that's worth. Well, Ke- well Kelly, I appreciate that. And, of course, you know, we, we've known each other a long time, and, and I would expect you to do your job and call it like it is. But our guys are competing in that. You know, I had a I had a, a man ask me this morning, Coach, what, what do you think? And I said, well, I said, to be honest with you, they're actually probably a, a, ahead of schedule. And that's not me being just looking at the pot, the rosy side of things. I think our no, team I is agree. ahead of schedule. Uh, from from what where what we what we I don't want to say inherited, but you know there wasn't a lot coming back on Coach Saddle had they had a great year as last year, but that team got decimated and they were only playing about six guys, uh, you know of course and then our first recruiting class is this class uh, and I, I I'm 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 actually very pleased with where our team is it, you know and and the, and we're knocking on the door the winds will the winds aren't far away. All right, Coach. Well, always coach, go get him. Always great pleasure to have Thanks, you on the Eagle Kelly, Hour. I, I'm honored to be on. Thank you all so much for thinking enough of, of us and our program to have us on. All right, we, Coach. We will always look forward to it. Best Thank of you. luck to you. Jay Ladner, head basketball coach at Southern Miss. We're going to switch gears. We're going to talk women's soccer. They're off to a good start as well. Coach Muhammad Elzir is next. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Our thanks to basketball coach Jay Ladner for joining us in the first part of the show. Always a great conversation. Really do appreciate his willingness to uh, come on whenever we ask. This segment sponsored by Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Great eight ninety five plate lunches every day. Great food every night and lots of entertainment. Uh, if you got a hankering for just a good evening or you just want a good meal, we strongly suggest 4th Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of the rock. 
And, of course, it's on four straight. All right, we're going to switch gears and haven't had uh, Coach Elzero in some time. Mohamed Elzero is, of course, the uh, coach of women's soccer uh, at Southern Miss. Uh, they got one good game under their belt, beat Nichols State 2 to nothing, and Ariel Diaz named the Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week. But, Coach, you were telling us before you uh, got on the air, now your season was moved from fall to spring. Here you are prepared for spring, and you've lost three of your first four games to COVID. Yes, I mean it's uh, it's uh, it's been uh, a year of uh, adjustment and adapting and and finding uh, the the good within that challenge and 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 helping you know uh, our young ladies grow and and so does uh, our staff. So we try to kind of find you know what is good within within that challenge and 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 make the most of that opportunity that we have in front of us. And it's uh, it is it is disappointing that. Uh, you know, we had some games canceled due uh, to some teams having COVID outbreak, and uh, so. But uh, despite of that, you know, we're, we're we're trying to grow as much as we can within the challenges that we have in front of us. I would think is a lot of challenges as a coach, but this is probably a unique and as difficult a challenge as you could have imagined. Am I right about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is no way you can prepare for it, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, you just have to uh, kind of really uh, take all the necessary precautions that the experts have uh, have, uh, have uh, shared with us and, and, and to make sure that we stay within our bubble. And, and even then, you know, when you're working with student athletes that are having to go to class and it's, it's very difficult to keep that perfect bubble, but uh, we try to do the best that we can with uh, within what we have. And, uh, uh, but I'm really proud of, of how the ladies have, uh, you know, um, kept very uh, sharp about what they do off the field and, and, and for us to have this season. And so we're grateful to, to have that game against Nickel State the other day, and uh, so we're looking forward uh, to South Alabama this Sunday, and then LSU after that. All right, uh, Kelly, get in here with Coach uh, Mohamed Elzer. Yeah, Coach Mo, I want to ask about motivation because college athletes, the the one the thing that seems to motivate them more than anything is the fact that there's the next game on the schedule. We've got to get ready, but we've already talked about COVID wreaking havoc on the schedule. So I would imagine one of the toughest things to motivate your young ladies is the fact that they, you know, are they completely motivated not being sure whether they're even going to get to play South Alabama this Sunday, right? Correct, correct. I mean, for us, you know, from from day one, it's been, you know, from the start of COVID, it's been, you know, finding the good within the cha- every challenge. And, and for us, uh, you know, we've done a lot of, uh, you know, we've we've asked Every player, you know, we're going to have some situations where some players cannot play or, uh, you know, and, and for the next person to step up. And, and we're using this experience to, to, to learn life lessons that, 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 that arises, you know, through every situation and, and to do the best we can. Uh, for example, I'll give you, I mean, right now we have, uh, you know, uh, uh, we had to kind of train this week on a what if situation in terms of what if we lose a player and or two because of covid uh you know in trainings where we are uh, putting players in different positions and challenging them you know within our system 
which we found that uh, that is motivating our players to to stay locked in and learning different skills. Uh, you know that and 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 just trying to kind of also throughout the season. Uh, bring in different guest speakers. You know, we brought in a lot of authors that we we read a lot of you know books with our players and and uh, brought in some authors to do uh, just share their experiences. We've uh, we have a, a psychologist that works with us that uh, you know from day one of COVID that uh, addressed the mental health of our student athletes. Uh, and uh, so we've done a lot of work that normally in a normal year you would not do. That is off the field type of work uh, to keep our student athletes in the right state of mind. So, uh, so I'm really proud of my staff and, and, and everybody that is around support staff that works with us that have helped with, with that process. And soccer was was the the original club sport. You see more and more travel baseball and so on, but but soccer was the original club sport where they pretty much played all year round. Um, you know, you'd, you'd play your high school uh, soccer, and then you'd go to your select soccer, your travel soccer, um, you know, th- those sorts of things. In the state of Mississippi, uh, Coach Mo, what would be the, the state of the game as far as uh, are, are, is, are the high school teams producing good caliber young ladies as far as uh, soccer goes? Generally. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, you know, in recent years, you know, not only – uh, club soccer, but also the coaching uh, throughout the, the state in terms of the high school experience of, of our student athletes has got better. We have uh, full-time professionals that have, uh, you know, our soccer coaches uh, taking on positions as teachers and coaches at the at the high schools. You see that throughout the state that uh, the school systems are are hiring. Uh, soccer professionals to work and, and teach, so that has also grown the sport uh, immensely. Uh, the club level, like, like we said, that's with where uh, you know also a lot of the coaches are as well. So, uh, and the fact uh, to, to tell you, I mean, right now in our 2021 class that we've signed, we've signed uh, two young ladies from uh, you know West Lauderdale. We we, we we've signed. Uh, uh, from Oak Grove, uh, Mira Lewis. Uh, so we we have also from Long Beach, uh, Lauren Bennett, and uh, and as well as from Biloxi, uh, Ryan Smith. So we have about six players that we're bringing in next in next year's class out of ten players from Mississippi. So we're really excited about those young ladies, uh, Alice Williamson out of uh, West Lauderdale and uh, Ember Temple uh, from West Lauderdale. So we're excited of what the state is doing, what the clubs are doing, and, and, and what the high, school, uh, house, high schools are producing in terms of talent. So uh, we're, we're definitely thrilled to, to have uh, you know, in-state talent coming in our way. Yeah, it used to be, used to be kind of the Gulf Coast area and uh, Jackson United, you know, some of, the, some of those schools around the Jackson area used to really crank out some good, uh, good, cl- uh, good club soccer you know, athletes. So tell us about this team and about uh, Ms. Diaz, who wins uh, the Offensive Player of the Week in Conference USA and bringing some national notoriety to the program. That's always good, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, Ariel has been, uh, you know, uh, she's, she's joined us two years ago. Uh, as a transfer and uh, has grown so much as uh, as a person and, and as a student 
and, and, and as a leader within our program and, and to see such a young lady come in, you know, from and, and turning, you know, pretty much everything that she does in her life from, you know, from her scrapes to, you know, just how she is a, a member of our team and, and to also lead us on the field is, is exciting to see that, uh, you know, within our environment to, to have somebody that blossom and grows and and. and and being in a situation to get you know all conference all, all conference nominations is, is is exciting for us, uh, and we're very proud of of the amount of work and commitment that she's shown, uh, but also uh, proud of everybody on the team that have helped her to be in this position. Uh, you know, the other day when we were playing, uh, you know, seeing some selfless amount of work from from. Uh, you know, Haley Pohovitz and and uh, Blessing Kingsley and Jenny Caracheo and, and the rest of the team that have shown selfless type of work to put Ariel in that position. So uh, uh, appreciate the the unity and, and the teamwork that everybody is, is, is producing on the field for us. All right, Coach, got about a minute left. Uh, real quickly, uh, how does Conference USA look as you look out uh, at the remainder of the season? Well, right now we have six Six matches. We we start off with UAB in a couple of weeks, and uh, we are just focused on the South Alabama game, and and then then on to the LSU, and uh, we are just taking every day to get better and get ready for that UAB game in conference. And uh, uh, it's six games, so it's not usual big schedule that we play. So we have to make the most out of every game that we play because every game is going to be is going to determine whether you make it to the playoffs or not. Yeah. And, and we're Co- excited about that. Here's hoping that you get to play every one of the games. I can only imagine how frustrating this is for you. And uh, so we hope that you have a lot of luck, not only uh, when you get to play, but we hope you get to play those games first and foremost. And uh, if it's good with you, we'll check back in with you a little later on the season and just catch up with the team and how you guys are doing. Thank you so much. All right. Coach Mohammed Elzair, everybody. The women's soccer coach. Yeah, Bob, you know, so. you know, the, if they do get to play against uh, a South Al this weekend, it's supposed to be cold and windy and wet. You know, with a high of about forty-eight. Ooh, yeah, there we go. All right, that's uh, that's this weekend, South Alabama women's that's soccer. Right. That's right. That's right. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour, last segment of the day, sponsored by D1 and D-Bat Training right here in Hattiesburg on Hardy Street, state-of-the-art. Really lucky to have such a facility here in Hattiesburg, state-of-the-art facility for athletes of every age and every sport at D1 Training. And for baseball and softball at D-Bat, great programs right now and a lot of specials uh, for kids as we get ready for baseball season uh, this would be the time to check out the specials and uh, the training offers that are available for your child at DBAT and, of course, for yourself at D1 Training on Hardy Street. And we thank them for their support of the Eagle Hour. Also, want to thank uh, soccer coach Mohammed Elzair. 
and a basketball coach, Jay Ladner, two of the really nice, nice guys uh, in Division One college athletics, and we're grateful that both of them were on the show today. Uh, good conversations from both men, Kelly, and uh, always appreciate the openness of our of our basketball staff. Mohammed has, Coach Mohammed has always uh, been open, but boy, this new basketball staff making itself available to us and our listeners in the Southern Miss Nation, and we're grateful to him for that. And, you know, Bob, when Coach Ladner talked about, you know, the fact that he doesn't listen or, or watch social media, you you know that, that somebody's telling him that there are some people out there that, that are unhappy. Now, look, this is the second year under Coach Ladner uh, trying to, trying to you know, build this program, and we've talked about it, you know, only in a second year, and then you get the COVID thing thrown in. They were projected to finish dead last in Conference USA. You've got this young team. So I don't know who anybody with a, with a brain – a functioning brain could have expected much more than what they've gotten this year. He said that he even thought they were ahead of schedule, and I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, for what it's worth, they're competing. That's all you can ask is that they compete, and they're in it for the long haul. And if they're competing with all these youngsters now, what's that going to translate into a couple of years? You know, now if you want to, if you want to start hammering Coach Ladner in a couple of years, you know, then then maybe it might be a little bit more justified. But, again, if you've got a brain, you, they're competing. That's all you can expect, you know, at this point. And yeah. um, people are just so impatient nowadays. I mean, you know, you order your meal, and 30 seconds later it's in your car. I mean, it didn't used to be that way, folks. You know, you had to take a little time. I do want to congratulate, uh, while we get a chance, Bob, Julie Baker of the Golden, the Lady uh, Eagle golf team. She shot a two over par 74. That was her... Lowest score of the season. The uh, Lady Eagles finished play yesterday at the Florida Atlantic Paradise Invitational down at Boca Raton. They're going to move on now uh, to Lake Oconee Invitational in Greensboro, Georgia. That's going to be the 19th through the 21st of February. And in the on the leaderboard, they finished uh, 10th out of 13 teams. There were three teams from Conference USA in that women's tournament. Florida Atlantic was the top Conference USA finisher. They finished 6th. Uh, Southern Miss finished 10th. And UAB finished 12th. And believe it or not, Michigan State's women come all the way down from Sparty land up there in uh, Michigan to East, Lan- East Lansing, rather, and they win that women's golf tournament down in Florida. So mm. congratulations, Julie Baker, who was a Southern Miss's medalist or top finisher. But yeah, I, you know, so when you see people going, oh, I don't know about this, you know, team's not playing very well. Well, nobody expected them to play well. You know, I mean, they were dead last in all the preseason polls. And and he mentioned four or five games that they were, you know, a shot or two here or there away from, from winning. And I know they didn't win any of them. That's true. And the defense dug them, or the, the, the poor starts the last couple of weekends got them into trouble. But as he mentioned, you've know, you got to play 40 minutes, but for 34 minutes of those games, they outplayed the other team. So that they can just figure out how to start a little bit better you know, the the defensive side, man, they're playing tenacious right. a lot of the game. So if they can just figure out how to get over that rough start, um, it's not going to be easy this weekend either as the mean green comes in here for a Thursday, Saturday a doubleheader. But then, you know, it, it's a little bit easier then because then they go over to the eastern side of the of the ledger, and I think they're going to play get to play FIU, who's struggling a little bit. Um, but, man, you can't – just no. to get a couple give, of wins under your time. belt, it means a lot. Give the man yeah, time and sure. – and, realize the circumstances in which he's been here he hadn't had a he hadn't really had a season yet he's been here two years hadn't had a covid free season yet hadn't had a normal season 
yet. Uh, no. So he's doing fine. Look, before we run out of time, you did give me some breaking news from the NFL that I, I, I wanted to be sure our yeah. listeners heard about. Yeah, the, you know, because so much was made of Tampa Bay getting to play on its home field for the Super Bowl this last year. So this this just in the National Football League has now ruled, uh, they've just issued a statement that from now on, all Super Bowls will be played in Dallas to make sure that no team will ever again have home field advantage. You know how I love that, right? <laughs> <laughs> And, and of course, uh. that's not true. But, but because Bob, because Bob is a Washington football team fan, we had to. Rib I, the I was Cowboys just happy this past be. weekend that Tony Romo finally made a Super Bowl, Kelly. And you know he didn't fumble one time during the whole game. <laughs> only because you didn't hand it to him. You know, only because you didn't give it to him. But boy, he's found his niche, hasn't he? Yeah, he's good at I think that. He's there, there's no question about Making that. more money uh, calling football games than uh, right. than he did quarterbacking them. And so, far, less, for him. far less concussions and back injuries as well. So yeah. this is kind of a win-win and, and you, for Tony Romo, isn't it? And you Cowboy fans can address those letters to Bob Getty, <laughs> courtesy of Super Talk. Hail to the Redskins. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Southern Miss. To the top. Into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.